at the final week, for now anyway, on this topic of the heart journey. And in this teaching, I want to bring us, I guess, to the culmination of the heart journey, of what the heart journey is all about. And that is about living wholeheartedly, living life with your whole heart. See, the whole purpose of us connecting with each other, of us getting free of our staff, of us growing and developing is so that you can live a life where you are fully shown up, where you're in full color, manifesting the full glory of God that is on you. That looks different for everyone. There's not a recipe as such for everyone. It's different for everyone, but what we want to see our heart for you is that you live your life on full color, that you live wholeheartedly. Now, being in the kind of business that I'm in as part of my, uh, as part of my business life, um, it gives me access to a whole heap of data with all the profiling stuff that we do, um, particularly on how people behave, on how people see themselves. There's a whole lot of themes and patterns around that. One of the themes that's clear in Australia in particular is we underrate ourselves as compared to others. When you look at how we rate ourselves and then how others rate us, we pretty typically tend to rate ourselves lower than others. We tend to be, as a nation, a little more self-deprecative than most. And we tend to stay inside ourselves. That is, we don't want to fully put ourselves out there. Um, we, we don't want to run the risk of being called certain names that get called uh, in Australian culture for people that really put themselves out there and back themselves. So we, we tend to stay within ourselves and we tend to go kind of, she'll be right, mate, don't rock the boat. We don't fully show up. But I want to ask the question, that may be our culture, but is that the culture of the kingdom? Is that a kingdom life? Is that how Jesus lived his life? Is that the example that he left us? So I think we're really good at the do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. Paul said that in Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought. We're really good at that part. What I don't think we're so good at is knowing how highly we ought to think of ourselves. And I want to suggest in Australian culture, we set the bar um, more than a little too low. You don't see Jesus staying inside himself in order to not rock the boat um, or, or to not upset anyone, quite, quite the contrary. Um, so we don't have a biblical precedent that says, you know, it's a, it's a kingdom life to stay within yourself and not offend anyone. Yet it's so normal in the church, um, even more so than in the broader culture out there. So I want to call us to something greater. I want to call us to something higher. You are not destined to stay inside yourself. You are not destined to be one who apologizes for who you are. Uh, you are destined to be one who fully manifests the glory of God that is within you and who lives your life in full color, however you are created to be. So talking about living wholeheartedly, I want to suggest that there are two key factors to living wholeheartedly. The first of those factors is this thing called courage. I want to suggest that courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is not that. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is what you do when you're scared. Courage is what you do when you're absolutely terrified. Um, I remember hearing a story of um, 
he, he was a horseman and a warrior in war. And I don't know if it was kind of World War I kind of times or whether it goes back into old England further than that. I'm not exactly sure of the story, but I remember the key part of it. And uh, this warrior was about to go into battle and he was so scared that his knees were literally shaking so much he could barely get on his horse. And as he gets on his horse, he looks down at his knees and he says, knees, you can shake all you like, but if you knew where I was really taking you, you'd be shaking a whole lot more than that. And off he goes. See, that's courage. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is what you do when you're afraid, when you're absolutely terrified. It's the choices that you make in that moment as a result of the character and the fire that has been built in you. That's what courage is. The word courage, as we know it in our English language, it comes from a Latin word, which means to tell the story of your life with your whole heart. So this whole thing of courage and living wholeheartedly, they, they, they go hand in hand. I'd love you to, to even pause, pause the video or the audio for a moment and just go and have a read of Hebrews chapter 11. It's the faith, the, the Heroes Hall of Fame, the, the Heroes of Faith, I'll get that right, the Heroes of Faith Hall of Fame. And it goes through the, lists of, the list of people in biblical history that have done incredible exploits, who have suffered incredible um, pain and persecution for what they were going for. Um, and at one point in Hebrews chapter 11, it says the world was not worthy of them. You know, such were these kingdom heroes. And like I said, love you to pause and just have a quick read through that chapter. Have a look at it. One of the things that you will notice is that these heroes of faith, these are the heroes that in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, become the great, the, are called the great cloud of witnesses who are up there cheering us on and going, come on, you can do it. Take the kingdom. Um, you know, let, let heaven invade earth. They're the ones who are doing that. You don't see any of them staying inside themselves, playing it safe, trying not to rock the boat, trying not to offend everyone, just playing it safe. You just don't see that. See, these, were, these are people that were all absolutely pregnant with the promises of God and they pursued no matter what was in front of them, whether it was lions, whether it was armies, fire, sword, torture, prison. And there was even some pretty seriously bad fashion in there. If you look at verse 37 of uh, Hebrews chapter 11 around sheepskins and goatskins, I expect it wasn't the most fashionable stuff in the world, but that's probably the least of it. The point is these people were not contained. They were not contained. God said to Joshua in Joshua chapter one, and Joshua, if you like, is the prototype of the person who takes kingdom territory because he was the one who led the people of God into the promised land and led them to take that territory that had been promised to them. And at the beginning of that, God says to Joshua, be strong and courageous. And then a couple of verses later, he says it again, but this time he says, be strong and very courageous. You know, you are not going to take territory without courage. It's not going to be like a sudden lotto win where you wake up one morning, you know, just doing your normal thing. And all of a sudden, the kingdom territory you're meant to take falls in your lap. The kingdom doesn't work like that. The world doesn't work like that. It requires courage to, to look our fear in the eye and saying, I'm taking this ground. I'm scared, but I'm doing it anyway. Um, I, love, I think it was Joyce Meyer that, that makes this amazing comment. She says, yeah, if you can't do it brave, then just do it scared. In other words, do it anyway. If you can't feel brave, just do it scared. I think that's great. See, courage does not equal living a bounded life, a restricted life. Yeah, it's not a life that says, I will go this far and no further. It is not a life that is bounded by fear. 
It is not a life that is bounded by failure um, and it is not a life that is bounded by my pain and my brokenness. None of those things, when I'm living a life of courage, I'm living wholeheartedly, none of those things are the things that I consult when I determine what I'm going to do. What courage says is I will be defined my, by my identity and that is who God says I am, who he has made me to be, the, the thumbprint of him, uh, the image of him that has been stamped on my life. I will be defined by my identity and I will be defined by my destiny. That is who, what the mission, the, the assignment that God has given to me. In other words, I'm not going to let my past define me. I'm going to let my future define me. I'm going to let my assignment and my identity define me. Courage says, I am willing to stand out. And for a lot of us, that's one of the things that we fear most. We fear that if we stand out, we're going to get cut down, we're going to get shot down. And you know what? The reality is, we probably will. And the key is not avoiding that happening. The key is knowing what we're going to do when it happens. Because if you're going to live a life of courage, you're going to face opposition. Uh, you're going to face persecution. You're going to face difficult stuff. You're going to face misunderstanding. You're going to offend people. But if you're not facing any resistance in your life, there's a fair chance you're not doing anything that's really worth fighting for. Courage is what you do in the face of that. So that's the, the first key factor in living wholeheartedly is this thing called courage. It's what I do in the face of fear. It's I'm going to be defined by my identity and by my destiny. And then the second part I want to suggest of living wholeheartedly is a thing called resilience. What is resilience? Resilience is what I do in the face of difficulty. It's what I do when we face opposition, when we face pain, when things don't go as planned, when things don't go the way I want, um, when we suffer loss, attack, uh, warfare, any kind of resistance. Resilience is that stickability, that, that willingness, that toughness to, to keep at it. We call it resilience. What the Bible calls it is perseverance. And after we've seen that faith chapter in Hebrews chapter 11, we come to Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1, um, and it says, Therefore, since we are such, uh, surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let's throw off the, the sin um, and the stuff that so easily entangles us. And this is what, what, what the writer of Hebrews says. Let us run the race with perseverance. Let us run the race before us with perseverance. See, perseverance knows that there's going to be difficulty on the journey, but we're not going to stop because of the difficulty. I want to challenge us, and yeah, us as I-61, but anyone who is in the sound um, of my voice or this video, I want to challenge us as the people of God. And I want to suggest that too many of us have a pain tolerance that is way too low. We have a give up threshold that is way, way, way too low. In other words, it takes something way too small to knock us down or to knock us off course. It just takes one simple word that offends us and we go, oh, you know, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to pull out. Now, this is not a... Um, if you like, harden up and suppress your emotions, you know, drink some concrete and harden up kind of message. It's not that. But what it is, is a message, not harden up, but grow up. Let's grow up and let's stop being so addicted to comfort. 
Uh, and I'm not talking just the, the, the television and the nice couch and the nice house and car kind of comfort. I'm talking the comfort that comes from avoiding rejection, of avoiding opposition, of, of doing nothing that is going to offend anyone ever. It, it's that emotional, psychological kind of comfort. You know, we need to be so, stop being so addicted to that that we never ever take any ground. You know, if you're going to take ground, if you're going to actually get to the end of your life and look back and go, I actually took ground with my life. I left this world better than how I found it because of the way I lived my life. If, if I can say, you know what, I, I left it all out on the field. Um, I delivered on every piece of potential that God had put inside me um, because of the choices that I continually made throughout my life and the character that was built in me through walking through the fire. I'm going to look back and say, I've taken ground. And here is the ground I've taken, Father. And that's when we hear the, that voice saying, well done, good and faithful servant, because faithfulness in the kingdom actually equals fruitfulness. Now, quite often, when, when it comes to decisions, when it comes to facing stuff, one of the things we want is, God, come and strengthen me so that I can make the right decisions. But I want to suggest that the kingdom works a little differently to that. If we go to the Garden of Gethsemane, we see Jesus in... in his, his full humanity at that point is on display. He is in absolute anguish and, and he is sweating drops of blood. And in his prayer, he says to the Father, he says, you know, Father, you know, if there's any other way, if this cup can be taken from me, in other words, I don't want to do this. And he actually says, my soul is overwhelmed even to the point of death. You know, that, that's about as stressed as it comes because he knew what he was about to walk through. He knew what he was about to carry, not just physically, but he was about to, in spirit, carry the entire weight of the entire world's sin. And that was more suffering than any nails um, or any cross was going to bring. And... He's, and then we, we see that and, you know, when we're in situations where we're tough and we're in anguish and we're really doing it tough, you know, we say, God, come and strengthen me so I can make the right decision. But watch what happened with Jesus. If you look at that story of him in the Garden of Gethsemane, he goes through all of that. And, he, you know, if this cup can be taken from me, you know, let it be so. But then he says, yet not my will, but yours be done. So he makes a choice in that moment that... The will of God is that which will win, knowing exactly what that means. And then on that side of the decision, it says an angel came and strengthened him. See, we often want the angel to come and strengthen us in order to make the decision. But actually, the angel comes once we've made the decision. See, this is a life of faith. And that means we make the decision and then we get the strength for it. Then the angel comes and strengthens us. Then God comes and strengthens us. See, this is where character becomes so critical. And the heart journey is about building in us this character so that we can live with our whole heart. And we can show the world what love is. We can show the world who God really is by fully manifesting the glory of God that is on us. I've talked about this before, but I honestly believe that the glory comes out rather than the glory comes down. See, the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. And we want the glory to kind of come down like this magical thing from heaven. But Christ in me is the hope of glory. I think the glory is going to come out by us actually living in line, in full alignment with who he has made us to be, living wholeheartedly, not held back. 
Now, I want to land this whole series um, by playing a video to you. Some of you may well have seen this. It's a clip from the background of the movie The Greatest Showman. And it is, the back, it is showing a bit of a background to the song This Is Me, sung by the actress Kiala Settle. In the, uh, in the intro, you hear Kiala Settle, and she was the one who played the, the bearded lady in the movie. You hear her talking about how utterly, utterly terrified she was, and she's singing this song, This Is Me. And if you haven't seen the lyrics of this song, you're going to hear it in this clip in just a second. But if you haven't seen the lyrics, just go and Google This Is Me, Greatest Showman lyrics, and have a read of the lyrics. These are some of the most prophetic lyrics I've seen in a, in a song that, that's embedded in a movie for a really, really long time. And it so embodies the message of what we are all about. So go and have a look at that too as part of, if you like, your, your homework from this video. One of the things that comes from another clip that uh, I don't have time to show in this particular video is Hugh Jackman, who is, who is the main actor, um, and Kiala Settle tells this story. He said, Hugh came to me, and this is one of the points earlier in the, you know, as they were preparing for this movie, Hugh Jackman comes and looks, at, looks Kiala Settle in the eye and says, honey, you've got to come out of hiding. It's like he speaks this prophetic message to her and then the culmination of that comes in this video and you hear her tell a story at the beginning of she was terrified to come out from behind the music stand when she started singing and then as you watch the video you see her come out from behind that music stand and she starts to demonstrate, she starts to actually live wholeheartedly in that moment, the fullness of who she really is and you hear her sing, she's absolutely phenomenal, she's absolutely brilliant but she just didn't see herself that way. And she actually says that in that moment, she is out there and you watch it in the video. She said, I was so terrified that I had to reach out and take Hugh's hand and hold it because I was absolutely so scared in that moment. If you watch the video closely, you'll see her hand is shaking as she's reaching out. And it's this moment she stepped out into the fullness of who she really is. And then she realizes she's so far out there and she gets absolutely terrified and needs to grab someone's hand. You see, that's okay. You know, when we take a step out and become wholehearted, it can be terrifying territory because I can feel out there, I can feel exposed. But grab the hand of someone and just keep going, just like she did. So I want to show you this video because you know, there is more freedom happening in those moments in this video than happens in so many churches every Sunday. Um, and I, I really want you to not just enjoy the music because it's awesome, but I want you to, to grasp the spirit of that thing of what happens when a person steps into the fullness of who, you of who they really are. Let it touch you. So have a watch of this clip and I'll be back in just a sec. Benji and Justin have just written this new song called This Is Me. And uh, we knew that it was going to be the anthem of the film, um, but no one had heard it before. And no one had heard Kiala sing it live. But Kiala, who I didn't even want to come out from behind the music stand. I didn't. I, I kept saying to her, just step out, because this is your moment, and you have to step out into the ring, metaphorically, because that's what you're doing. And you got to stand right there in front of everyone and just belt this out. And I didn't want to. In fact, I stood behind that music stand yeah. until the day of that presentation. There was a moment in the song that I actually was so scared that I had to actually grab Hugh's hand so that I had somebody to hold on to. And then we got to the end of the number and all I remember is just deafening, deafening applause. It was a sort of 
otherworldly experience. It was one of those moments that will stay with me the rest of my life. Unfortunately, we filmed it. you and here's where I want to land this whole series on the heart journey see the culmination of the heart journey is to bring you to a place where you are living your life wholeheartedly I remember 
going back a number of years, um, back to around 2012, I think it was, when, when God spoke to Deb and I about starting I-61. We had a, an experience on the floor of the prayer house at Bethel where God was reminding me of a whole lot of parts of who I was that I had, for a whole lot of reasons and a whole lot of circumstances, in, in essence, I had let those parts of me die. I, I just kind of left them dormant. And as the father was talking to me about what we were going to do, you know, he said to me, there are things that you've let die. And it was like he reached deep down into my heart and my spirit. And he pulled those things to the surface. And he said, you know, he said to me, this is who you are. This is who you are. He pulled that stuff to the surface again. And the thing is, when, when the father does that, you know, when he reaches down, he reaches to the deep in you and pulls it to the surface and reminds you of who you are. You see, there was a whole lot of pain that was on top of that stuff. And so when he pulled that up, there there was a whole lot of pain that came up with it. And for some of us, we're afraid of who we really are coming to the surface because it's buried under a bucket load of pain. And all I wanna to say to you is please, do not be afraid of your pain. If I was afraid of my pain, I wouldn't be doing what we're doing today and we wouldn't be the community that we are today. And don't be afraid of the pain coming up. You're in a community where we love you, we understand you, and we can help you work through that. But our heart and our goal for you is for you to live life wholeheartedly. And as we finish this series on the heart journey, I want to call out to you prophetically. I want to call to the deep of who you really are. And I want to pull that to the surface. And I want to say, be free, that you are free to fly. You are free to be who you were created to be. And I want to release revelation over you so that you can see yourself as God sees you, that you can hear his voice of your destiny and your calling so, so clearly and that you can walk in that with boldness and confidence because he will never leave you and he will never, ever forsake you. He will always be there and he will always be active. That's what that means. He will never leave you. He'll always be there. He will never forsake you. He will always be active. That is his promise. And he wants to build in you the character and the heart and the courage and the resilience to walk it out every single day of your life so that on that day where you take your last breath, you finish in the middle of advancement. You don't finish having given up. You finish in the middle of advancing and taking ground and you hand the baton on to the next generation and say, go for it and let them take it where you didn't have time to go. That's our prayer for you. And today, as you're listening to this, I'm calling to the deep in you. I'm calling it to the surface. And in Jesus' name, I'm saying be free to be who you really are and to live life with your whole heart. Bless you.